but let's look at the offensive side of the ball. Uh, like you said, Zane, the Falcons defense, the, the, the Falcons have been a surprising team to me. Uh, they don't, they haven't stacked a ton of wins. Um, you know, they are what they are two and three, two and two and two three. And three. Yeah. Um, with the victories coming against the Seahawks and the, um, the lions, the I believe, Browns. or the Browns. That's right. Um, and so they've been surprising because their offense has been decent. They actually have the uh, 10th ranked offense by DVOA, which is higher than the 49ers, mm -hmm. but um, their defense hasn't been great. And that's kind of it, it's similar to the, to the lions, right? Not to the same extent where the lions are like, we're just not going to play defense and just only focus on offense. Um, it's, uh, but as, as, uh, again, Peter says on, on a comment here, they're all run, no pass. And that's a hundred percent, right? The Falcons offense yeah. is all run, no pass, but the Falcons defense has been decent against the run not against the pass. They have AJ Terrell, who I think is, is a superstar at, at the corner position, but if there's one thing we know about Kyle Shanahan, it's his ability to scheme away from a singular uh, stellar coverage player, right? Um, mm -hmm. Jalen Ramsey does very little against the 49ers um, right. because Kyle Shanahan knows how to scheme around that. So mm -hmm. to me, I think we're going to see a, a game plan probably fairly similar to what we saw uh, against the um, – against the Panthers, but even more than that, against the Rams, right? Against mm -hmm. the Rams, the 49ers came out and threw the ball a lot. I did not expect that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we're going to see here uh, against Atlanta. And here's my thing. I think the key to this game is to get up early, right? Mm -hmm. We talked yeah. last episode about the 49ers' lack of scoring in the first half, right? Against, mm -hmm. the, against the Panthers in a game that they won 37 to 15, the offense scored 10 points in the first half, right? Mm -hmm. The team scored 17 because of Mosley's pick six, but the offense scored 10 points. I need the offense to come out and put up points on the board. I would love to see them in the first half, put up 14, 17, 20 points in the first half. I think if they can do that and you force Atlanta to pass, to catch up, you're, you're, you're cooking with gas at that point. So yeah. You know, I think I think I think Kyle Shanahan will look to exploit the the Atlanta pass defense. And the thing about Atlanta is they don't have a ton of pass rush. Their best pass rusher is Grady Jarrett, who is their D tackle. Mm -hmm. And he's at great. He's incredible. Uh, if you remember that, if you remember that game against the Falcons in 2019, uh, Grady Jarrett on the defensive side of the ball really took that game over. And then yeah. Julio Jones on the offensive side took that game over. And really mm -hmm. it was those two players, you could argue, that spurred that victory for the Falcons against the 49ers in 2019. Grady Jarrett, if if you can if you can figure out a way to to keep Grady Jarrett from collapsing the pocket from the inside, and and whether that be double teams, whether that be getting, you know, moving the pocket, right? Just kind of getting away from that interior pressure they don't have a whole lot on the edges. So mm -hmm. I, I don't think it's going to be a tough game for, for the tackles, right. For McGlinchey or for um, Jalen Moore, who acquitted himself pretty nicely 
against Carolina a couple times. There were times he got beat, but that's mm-hmm. to be expected. Brian Burns is awesome. But I think if they can come out and they can throw the ball on Atlanta and get up early, I think that is the recipe for victory. Yeah, and I think that – so one one thing that I do want to caution people with is that – well, first of all, I don't think that this is going to be as easy as the Carolina game. I think this will be a, a measurable sort of level harder than, than the yeah. Carolina game was. More so because of – I think that Atlanta is a better quality opponent, and I also think that the injury specifically along the defensive line, which we've already touched on, that that's going to make a difference. But let me throw some stats at you right now. So their defense in the five games this year, they have allowed 200 passing yards. They have allowed – 234 to James Winston, 272 to Matt Stafford, 308 to Geno Smith, 226 to Jacoby Brissett in the, in the Cleveland Browns, and then 351 to Tom Brady. So they're getting gashed through the air. And I think to your point, you're going to see something similar where they are throwing often and they're using those short little bubble screens and short little quick hitters as a running game to be able mm-hmm. to get that yardage on the outside. And one sort of caution that I do have uh, as well is that you know, Jimmy tends to struggle with pressure up the middle, right? Like that was, that was the issue during the Super Bowl that they lost is that there was pressure up Mm -hmm. the middle and he couldn't. uh, And, and to that, to that uh, point, that was the issue in, in January against the Rams. Like there was pressure coming up the middle and the Niners offense, their offensive line was losing those battles and he couldn't throw, like he just couldn't find anybody open. You have time. So that is the one caution I have with Grady Jarrett in the middle. And I hope that they can kind of mitigate that by getting the ball out of Jimmy's hands. And I think you'll see a similar game plan to what we've seen the last kind of couple of weeks. And, and mind you, the, the, the Falcons only have only lost their three games by a total of, uh, let's see, 1.4 points um, and the the, uh, the six points, 11 points, right? Like they've lost three mm-hmm. games by 11 points total. So they're in every game that they play. But I think that the quality of opponent that they've played is is something different than what they're seeing this week, right? With the exception of maybe Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, but they're just not right. They don't look right. Their offense is not really firing. So with all due respect to the, the, the five teams that they played, I feel like the Niners are by far the best team that they've seen on their schedule. So in a lot of ways for them, it's a, it's a measuring stick game as well, right? But the way that the Niners are going to win this game, to me, is is going to be to throw the ball. I think that the Falcons will gear up to stop the run. They don't have a ton of playmakers on defense. Remember AJ Terrell just got obliterated by Debo last year when they played here. <laughs> Do you remember that play? Debo, Debo yeah. took, a, he took an inside handoff and basically, was it a handoff or was it a short throw? I don't remember, but it was near the goal line and just went like helmet to helmet, helmet Terrell. Ran through his face. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> that, that is my enduring yeah. image of AJ Terrell right now. Right. So <laughs> But yeah. really, they, they're going to have to take care of the ball. And I think that if they can do that, if Jimmy plays a clean game, they will win, right? I can almost guarantee that. If he plays a clean game, like he did in Carolina, very similar to how he did in, against the Rams for, for the most part, I think that they will be able to win handling. Will they be able to do that? We'll see. Because every week you're getting, you don't know what Jimmy you're getting, right? Are you getting, you know, efficient and accurate Jimmy? Or are you going to get like the, oh my God, throws? So... <laughs> We've talked about his interception percentage. It's down below 1%, right? It's his, it's his career best so far. It's a small sample yeah. size. It's five games, yeah. but it's the same sample size that we had when he first started in those five games, right? When he didn't know yeah. the offense. Yeah. So if you want to look at it that way, we look at that five games when he first started as kind of like the standard of like, oh, 2017 Jimmy, right? That's that's what we want. I feel like this is probably, in terms of taking care of the ball, the best that he's ever played in terms of the small stretch of games. 
For sure. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he has, um, you know, his, his career interception percentage is, um, I think close to 3%, uh, which yeah. is not great. Um, in terms of a starting quarterback in the NFL. And, and like I said, uh, his touchdown to interception ratio prior to the season was 1.6 to one, which again is not, not where you want to be in terms of, you know, if you're going to throw interceptions, fine. Like Matthew Stafford, right? Matthew Stafford is going to throw interceptions, but Matthew Stafford also threw for 41 touchdowns last year, mm-hmm. right? So, if you can make up for for the interceptions with with passing touchdowns, then then great. Now, granted, they play in a completely different offense, right? Sean McVay has no problem uh, opening it up and and throwing the ball because it, it seems like he has forgotten how to coach a run game, right? Mm-hmm. Because they haven't had a run game in LA in since Todd Gurley was healthy and good, um, which yeah. has been a minute. So, um, and and the 49ers don't run a pass happy offense. They run a, they run a run first offense, which is why like I've seen on the timeline uh, this week, like the 49, I'd like to see the 49ers make a play for OBJ. Oh, that's, it was pro football talk, right? So Mike Florio, who, you know, Mike Florio is Mike Florio when it comes to the 49ers. But, (laughs) and I was like, how does this take, make any sense, right? The 49ers are a run first offense and they already have playmakers like George Kittle, Debo Samuel, uh, Brandon Ayuk, and then to a smaller extent, Juwan Jennings, Ray Ray McLeod, and Danny Gray. They already have a hard enough time getting the ball to their playmakers in the passing offense already. Now you're going to add OBJ to that, and what is that going to do, right? That that yeah. doesn't help this offense. This offense isn't hurting for playmakers. This yeah. offense is simply hurting for better execution, and it's starting to come. And And I think – I think we would do well as a fan base and as content creators and anybody who follows this team to go into every season and think to yourself, our offense is not going to look great for the first four to six weeks, right? As they work out mm-hmm. the kinks, especially because they just don't do it in the, in the preseason. Like Kyle Shanahan's mm-hmm. like, I'm not showing anything. I'm not showing any of my cards in the mm-hmm. preseason. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to do right. So they take these first four weeks, lean on their defense, start to get right. And, and, and then they start to take off. And so, you know, you look at, you look at this team and, and where they are, right. They scored 10 points against the bears. They scored 27 against the Seahawks, 11 against the Broncos, and then 24 and 37, right? So they are starting to pick up a little bit of steam, right? And Jimmy is starting to find a rhythm. The offensive line is starting to find a little bit more of a rhythm, you know, they still don't have Trent Williams, right? Which means that maybe this offense isn't going to click on all cylinders just yet until they get that line exactly where they want it with Trent Williams on the left side, McGlinchey on the right. Banks has still done a great job at, at left guard. I think that's his that's his spot. And then they continue to kind of work Brunskill in back and forth with Burford. I think, you know, they're 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 trying to figure that stuff out. So it'll be interesting to see if Burford gets the start or if Brunskill does, especially against a, a vet like Grady Jarrett. Um, because I think, again, like you said, that is the matchup that we need to look for is Grady Jarrett against the interior offensive line of the 49ers. What are they going to do to to keep him from, from wrecking the game? Because single-handedly he can. We've seen it. We saw it in 2019. We even saw it. I mean, 
he's the one that that got the the most egregious poor pass or uh quarterback uh what was it uh roughing the passer penalty that was yeah. Grady Jarrett right uh who was making his presence known at the end of that game that's what he does so you've got to figure out a way to make sure that he doesn't and again i think the i think the key is to get out early and and score early and so that is my hope for this offense that we see them put up hey let's do 14 points right let's do two touchdowns yeah. in the first half Right. Or I would love to see, like I said, 17 to 20. Um, I, I do think that they will score uh, in the 20s in this game. I would love to see the majority of that come in the first half so that, like I said, they can really force the Atlanta offense to 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 have to pass to catch up, at which point you have they've played right into your hands. Right. As a, as a defense, because your pass defense is elite. But here's the other thing. The 49ers run defense is elite right now. They are they are allowing three yards a carry, and they are first in rush DVOA uh, on the defensive side of the ball. So I'm actually really interested to see what that looks like, especially with some with with the off the defensive line ailing a little bit, because the the reason, at least in my opinion, that they are where they are is because of Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner. Uh, Greenlaw leads the league in tackles. Uh, for, uh, they, I think I said this last episode, Warner and Greenlaw are the third and fourth ranked uh, linebackers uh, from PFF right now, right? So, and then not only that, but their corners, and, and now again, Mosley is out, their corners tackle really well. Traverius mm-hmm. Ward hasn't missed a tackle yet this season. Talano Hufungo is a, uh, is a, a tackling machine, right? Um, and so... That that rush defense, a lot of it has to do with with their linebackers and their secondary being able to tackle as well. So it'll be interesting to see what that looks like uh, as they as they go against uh, arguably the the their biggest test when it comes to running the football is this Fal- Falcons team who has a, a a distinct commitment to running the ball. And I'll be interested to see if if they can you know if, if they can stop it. Yeah, so uh, also a quick stat before we give our predictions for the game and get out of here. Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. is the only player in the NFL, or the first player in the NFL this year, to um, run have 30-yard runs uh, in three consecutive weeks um, uh, out of any running back in the NFL. So first player to accomplish that this season. Uh, obviously, there's going to be more, but uh, that's super encouraging through five weeks. Three weeks, he's had Absolutely. a run of three yards or more. So that's one thing to watch. So predictions. Um I guess I'll go first. So I think that, like you said, they'll be in the 20s. I think that the Niners will be able to score on them and pass the ball on them. It, again, really depends on if they can hang on to the ball and not have silly turnovers. Like the, the Kittle turnover was just so silly last week, and it, and it kind of killed a good drive. And I think that yeah, – and you're not going to get that from him. It's only a second career fumble, right? So you're just not going to see that from a guy like Kittle, so I'm not really worried about that. But that being said, I think that the Niners should be able to win this game. I think it's going to be a little bit closer than the, than the Panthers game was. Like that game was really never in doubt, aside from that when the missed field goal happened, and they immediately have had the pick six from from uh, Eman. So, I think that this game will be a little bit closer, um, and I'm going to say the Niners will, you know, they'll win. I'll say 27 uh, 17. All right, I I also think that they're going to win this game. The the one thing that I am worried about. This does smell a little bit like a trap game, right? As you look ahead yeah. to the schedule and you go Chiefs, Rams, Chargers, right? Those are three big games. And so 
just like in 2019. Uh, this, this smells and feels a little bit like a trap game, but I think part of why they like to stay on the East Coast is it keeps them locked in. And so I think they are locked in right now. I don't think they're looking ahead uh, at all. And again, this Atlanta team is, is, is plucky. Uh, but they've got very little in the in in the way of a of a solid passing offense, and so they scored 15 against the Bucks. I think the 49ers defense is better than the Bucks defense, even with some of these injuries. And so I'm going to say that the 49ers win this game handily, 27 to 13 is my prediction. Awesome. All right. All right. Well, but we go ahead. I was say, well. I mean, I think that at least for, I'm I'm sure I'll. Uh, speak for Al when he says that they think they're going to win too. So I'll, I'll get Al's prediction as well. Yes. I won't give a score. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> I was going to say they're going to win too. I'm confident in that as well. Yeah. Anything, anything right, else well, before we get out of here, man? No, we'll be back um, either Sunday night or, or Monday to recap this game. And uh, hopefully Al will be with us then. Uh, Zane, uh, any more celebrations for the birthday planned for this weekend? Just going to eat cake. Like it's birthday weeks or calories don't count. And steak, cake and steak. There we go. <laughs> it's a cake and steak weekend for Zane. It is. I love it. All right. Well, for uh, Zane Nackley, I am Brian Rennick. Thank you guys for tuning in. We will see you later. Peace.